It's um, Sarie Hewlett here. I'm your host of today's podcast on the Core Expert podcast show. Um, I got a little triggered earlier on today, so thankfully I've had probably a few hours to calm down before I went on my little rave. Um, but it was somebody who is quite well known and quite well respected posting on the internet about posture and for those of you that probably <coughs> maybe don't know me that well I have a bit of a behemoth on bonnet about posture um, and from my point of view I'm a 70s baby I grew up in the era of stand up tall my mother was a model so she used to make us stand with books on our head and walk up and down stairs so that we actually stood up nice and properly. She was a old Irish Catholic girl who was um, schooled in a convent and like I said because of the background and obviously she was a model it was posture was always sort of taught to us as being quite important. It was you know, we had to sit back in our chairs. We weren't allowed elbows on the table. Um, I went to a Catholic school from being four till 18. Um, and that involved wearing uniforms and ties and also involved sitting upright. So, you know, we were constantly taught to be upright in our seats. And, you know, if we were stood outside in line after playtime or after after any activities or as you're a school, a school kid doesn't matter how old you are you still have to stand up in line um, it was always about standing up properly we weren't allowed to slouch it wasn't done in those days to slouch and um, you know we weren't allowed to rest on our heads at, on the desks it was sit up tall don't you know don't rest on your head don't rest on your elbows and that's my background so my background is quite one of, of really being taught how to sit and stand well and the background and the probably the the general attitude today of what is acceptable is really quite interesting I have two boys love them as I do their posture is horrendous if they sit if they stand they look pretty good so their standing posture is pretty good I will give them that however can they sit no can they sit at the table no can they you know just the whole let's sit properly let's sit upright let's get our bums in the chairs you know get your bum back sit sit on your pelvis not behind your pelvis you know they've mastered the art of sacral sitting and they've ended up with this massive c-curved spine that upsets me no end so posture is a big bugbear you know i i really find it quite disturbing that i see kids in schools and obviously my kids are in high school now but I see kids in schools being lined up, you know, you see, you see them waiting outside to go into assembly or whatever it is they might do. And the, the lack of discipline, and I'm not saying it's a teacher's fault or a parent fault or whatever it might be, but the lack of being able to stand up tall and straight and 
just not slouchy, just really freaks me out. And, um, you know, whether that's because I came from an old Irish Catholic school where, you know, if you put one hair out of line, you were sent to the front and put a few hairs out of line and you got the cane. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, you know, it definitely put a little bit of fear in us and it definitely gave us some incentive to do the right thing. So yes, my own two children can't sit straight. And when I'm saying sitting straight, I mean getting their butts back in the chair so they don't turn into this chair C-shaped um, thing that teenagers or you know kids do and obviously a lot in the 20s do now which again just freaks me out I have no idea how people sit on their sacrums it's one of my biggest bugbears so I'm pretty up on posture and my aim <laughs> is to change the world in terms of getting better posture you know get better posture back so this post that triggered the living crap out of me today was about is posture such a big deal? Is posture basically something that can lead on to pain? And they've done some research and some studies and the answer that came back was no, it can't. And the, the thing that they looked at was 400 subjects and they were looking at the incidence of people who had pain with a lordosis so an increased curve in their back compared to people with the same lordosis and if they didn't have pain so what they were looking at is if say oh say for argument's sake it's supposed to be 20 degrees and they had 40 degrees in that two sub in the 400 subjects with 40 degree curve did they have more pain or less pain and I think it was basically inconclusive that, you know, having an increased curve doesn't predispose you to any more pain than if you had the 20 degree curve. So, you know, I'm, again, I don't know what their actual figure was that they looked at. I'd have to go and look it up. But what they were basically disputing was if you have increased lordosis, it doesn't predispose you to having more pain. Um, and like I said, the, the sample that I remember reading, so don't quote me, but the sample I remember reading was about 400 subjects. Do I agree with that? No. However, yes, if it is something that people are just in poor posture for a short period of time. So if you you know, you do whatever you do day to day and you just slouch at the end of the day and it might be for a little bit before you get to bed where you're watching the telly. Is that a big deal? Probably not. You know, you're active, you're moving, you're doing stuff. Do we have to hold like perfect posture all the time? No, it's completely unachievable. We can't stay upright all the time. We can't sit and stay and stand and move in the best perfect posture all the time is being in a poor posture for prolonged periods of time potentially detrimental? Hell yes. This is my opinion because obviously stats don't maybe back that up. However, I can safely tell you that the majority of clients that we see 
So the majority of clients that we see, and I'm talking at least you know, 95%, are symptomatic with poor posture. Coincidence? Maybe. Practically? Ah, I don't think so. The one thing that we do in our clinic that is different is that we address the posture. So we have heaps of clients that have come to us that are very frustrated because they've had results from elsewhere. They've had experience that they can be pain-free. They've had experience that they can get better, but they can't stay there. So that indicates to me that there's nothing inherently wrong. There's stuff that can be changed. The patient or the client can change how their body is responding. They just can't stay there. Now my take on that is they can't stay there because they haven't been given the right tools or they're not staying there because not the right bit was addressed. And my fallback on that is let's look a little bit deeper and let's look at their posture. And I can safely say our, our success rate is near on 100%. Like, I can't say there's that many people in my whole lifetime that we haven't been able to help or we haven't been able to change the dial a little bit that their pain is better, that they feel that they've made a difference. And to be honest, that difference can happen really freaking quickly. So if you just sit there for a minute and pull your finger back, as far as you can, and just hold it while I'm chatting. That's what people do to their joints all day, every day, if you are in specific poor posture. Now, I'm assuming you're still holding that finger back and it's probably feeling a little bit okay. It's probably feeling, hmm, yeah, it's all right. Keep it there and just keep holding it there. If you're in poor posture, that is what happens to some of your joints. Posture means different things to different people. Um, most people I think I've met will say their posture's poor or their posture's okay. I don't think there's been one person that has said, nah, my posture's perfect, I don't really need to improve it in any way, shape or form. Because we all can be better. We all can move better. And I am a strong, firm believer in if you have pain and that pain has been caused by just insidious onset, which means you have no freaking idea what happened, that it just happened and it started to creep up on you and one day you were sore and it's just increasingly got worse and you have no idea why and it's getting worse and it's staying worse. It's most likely, in my opinion, to be changes in how you're using your body, what you're doing, and soft tissue changes associated with that, which basically, in a nutshell, means poor posture. And however you phrase it, it doesn't really matter. If you are sat, for argument's sake, so if you're sat at a desk, for nine hours a day and these days let's face it you don't have to get up 
everything is sat in front of you. We're not in the old days when, you know, I was young where we had to get up to walk to a filing cabinet and change files, where everything was on paper, where you know we had to stand up and walk to go to the photocopier. Everything's in electronic format. We sit at a laptop or we sit at a desktop. We have Bluetooth to whatever we want to go. We have a massive Dropbox if we need to use it. We're connected through the intranet if you're in a big company. You really can sit your butt on a chair from whatever time you start work to whatever time you finish and only really move if you're going to get yourself a coffee or you need to go for a pee. So, you know, we don't move. We don't need to. And I think this is one of the biggest problems that we just don't to move anymore and we forget that we're not moving. Um, I started my career as a physio in the NHS and it meant walking around the hospital, it meant walking around on wards, it, you know, even if we were in outpatients, we were up and down all the time. Yes, we had notes to do and stuff, but oh my God, these days, uh, the, the, there is so much computer work and stuff to be done, it's unreal. You know, if you own a business, which I do, you then have umpteen stuff that you are doing on top. It is not just a client comes in and you see them and you do whatever you need to do with that client. It's behind the scenes, it's the marketing, it's social media, it's ringing, it's this, it's that, it's looking up stuff. It's it's never ending and I can safely say I do spend a lot of time sat on my laptop and I'm in a profession that is on its feet like I'm on my feet if I was working and doing physio like eight hours a day which I can't do anymore I must say that but if I was doing that eight hours a day you know, the majority of that time I'm working and using my body is very labor intensive. But in, in my sort of um, <coughs> profession now, running a business, I'm a so much more attached to my computer, it's unreal. And my job is active, or should be active. So, you know, if you think that a lot of people these days just spend hours sat we get up, first thing most people do is check their social media, check their inbox, check their emails. Then we're sat down for breakfast. Then we sit in a car or whatever mode of transport we take to get to work. Then we're sat at work, potentially. And then we sit to pick up kids and then we're watching kids while we're sat down. And then we get home and we have dinner and we sit and we watch tea or we or sit and watch Italian or Netflix or whatever it is. And it would be, actually that's something someone should do, invent something that tests how long you're sitting, not how long you're static for in terms of your heart rate, how long that your hips and knees are at 90 degrees for during the day. That would be really interesting because I think it would shock a fair few people. Um, but yeah, you know, just in terms of how long we are sat is horrendous. You know, from my point of view, I I sit a lot just with on my laptop and I have an active job. So do I think posture is important? Absolutely. I can safely say, um, for 
those of you that don't know, I had um, breast cancer about two, two and a half years ago now, and that meant that I have probably, I'm just getting myself back into work in terms of hands-on work because I'm still absolutely freaking naked, and I found it really hard to get back into hands-on stuff because of the amount of effort it takes within my job but also because a lot of the side effects post-chemotherapy are pain, painful joints and um, I lost the sensation in my fingers which is pretty important from a physio point of view so I had peripheral neuropathy so it's taken me a while to really relearn how to use my fingers and how to um, how to feel pressure and things like that. On the upside, I don't burn myself anymore. I can touch things that are a lot hotter than I used to be able to do because I can't feel it. Um, however, digressing, the fact that I was knackered meant that I sat and did a lot more admin stuff. So it meant that um, I spent a lot more time on the laptop, a lot more time computer-based, a lot more time maybe planning and doing the administrative side of our business as opposed to doing the stuff that is typically more physical. And I can safely tell you that my hips absolutely killed me. And it was definitely noticeable that from all that sitting, my hips were really, really sore. And not only my hips were sore, but I was getting tightness and shortness in my hip flexors. And it got to the point where I was struggling to sleep at night because my hips were so sore. Now, given, given history, I probably, I knew it was, you know, you've been sat a lot, you've not been doing a lot, you've not been stretching, you've just got tight hip flexors. And I know the referral pattern for the, um, hip flexors obviously and I know the referral pattern for tensor fasciolata and the quads muscles and all the other good stuff that goes in there so I knew that it wasn't an impingement or anything in my hip I knew that I was just sore because I'd been sat for so long and to be honest I was sat for so long because it was absolutely bloody knackering to do anything else so like my theory of posture is pretty well confounded by or compounded by things like that but also things that you know people come in all the time with headaches neck pain trap pain short scalings tight pecs rhomboids that are just working at length you know muscles that are working in place of others because their core and their posture muscles aren't working efficiently and do I think posture can lead to pain hell yes I don't think there is any question whatsoever. Is that provable in a study conducted on 400 people or is it provable in a study of any major kind? I really don't think so. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just using our common sense. Hopefully you haven't kept your finger pointed back now because it's been or your finger bent back now because it's been a little while and I would imagine if you have and you've been really good, Un unbend your finger so unstretch your finger and you might find it's actually a little bit sore by now and that's just been probably five minutes so that's my point I was making with getting you to bend your finger back is that over a period of time 
especially if you haven't got your muscles working around you to support you over that period of time you do get discomfort around the joint and that discomfort around the joint means that you get sore because the tissues and the soft tissues have what they call proprioceptors or joint motion joint motion um, cells which which basically tell us where our joints are in space and if they are overstretched you get pain because your your body's telling you that something's not right move out of that posture you're stretching the joint and it doesn't like it so move away um, and you know that's all posture is good posture is when you are sat or moving or standing in your optimum level so it means where your body and your joints and everything else that you use is sat at its optimum level and when you are at your sub-optimum level when you are say slouched or when you are you know just hanging off your joints because you're fatigued and your muscles aren't working you're what we call hanging off ligaments and joint tissues and that causes pain and that's that's where I'm coming from that it's okay to do it for a little while you know you might find that you get away with it for a little while you might find that what actually happens is it's um, okay to go and sit and watch a movie and be slouched over but what you'll find happens over time if you keep doing that is that you get stuck that way a little bit same thing you know when clients come into us and they can move one way really well but they can't move the other way that well it's over time tissues have tightened tissues have shortened tissues have adapted and that can cause what we call a postural dysfunction so Mackenzie, if anyone knows the Mackenzie method, he was all about um, discs and his, um, his philosophy is that, you know, the discs have a bit of a jelly substance in them and what happens when we have a disc problem is that jelly substance in the disc moves forward or back and his, he's basically what we would call a mechanical pain management person so he's thinking that movement and how we move can in, can have an effect on how our pain symptoms are and his testing can provoke and um, irritate to be quite honest but it's looking at provoking to provide a response and obviously his treatment methods can then um, reduce that response so we're looking at say for argument's sake if you have a disc that's slightly bulging backwards he might get you to touch your toes and come back up touch your toes and come back up and what he's expecting is if it's a disc that's mobile and it's causing the problem that you might get a bit worse and similarly if you lean backwards it might feel a bit pinchy because you're squashing those tissues and what he's looking at is if we do that say four to ten times you get a little bit worse and his pain management protocol on that would be that you then lean backwards to try and push it back in again depending on who you believe and depending on you know modern thinking and modern um, modern ethics and modern uh, evidence-based practice 
some people don't believe that that works and other people do. I actually quite like the McKenzie method because it seems very simple. It's very easy to explain to people, you know, your disc is like a jam donor. It's got like a squidgy bit in the middle, which is your jam. And when you've had your prolapse, the jam is pushing backwards on the outer casing of the disc and creates a bit of swelling. And what you want to do is keep the jam in the center. People like people respond to that in terms of it's easy to equate. So what happens in poor posture is that your jam is pushing backwards because it's getting squashed backwards because your curled posture is pushing down and squashing the front of it, which allows the big bit at the back to gape open, which is why it freaks me out about my kids' posture. And theoretically, if you then stand up and try and lean backwards, you don't have that much movement backwards because the tissues at the front are short because they're consistently in a shortened position. So it's very hard for you to do things like tummy time, which babies do because you've got all those structures that aren't used to being stretched anymore. Now, if you then also had an active disc problem, you would struggle to lean backwards because the jelly in the disc is pushing backwards and causing a stoppage. So that's the theory. And the management is to get you to do some extensions to push the gel forwards. So a bit of a drawn out explanation of Mackenzie's method, but he also had what he called postural dysfunction. And that was where over time, people in a postural set of whatever that might be. So if we go back to that curly back, typical teenager set that we see these days, typically over time, you'd find that the pecs would get shorter, the hamstrings are shorter, the hip flexors are tighter, adductors are tighter. And over time, that becomes painful because they're not able to move. So that's what postural dysfunction is. Now, do I believe that posture can lead to pain? Yes. Is it something that happens overnight? No. Is it something that's a gradual increase or decrease in somebody's performance? Yes. Um, one of the reasons I got into Pilates and I got into moving and being a lot more aware was that I couldn't reach into the overhead cupboard one day and I just noticed it one day. I'd obviously been cheating to do it for a while and just leaning on, um, leaning sideways and lifting my arm up because we're both quite tall and we had our cups in the overhead cupboard um, above the fridge. Um, it's one of those big standing fridges, so the cupboard sits above that. And um, I actually stood up straight one day and reached up and went, I can't reach the cupboard, I can't get the handle. So literally what I had been doing for God knows how long was just tilting sideways so that my arm was at an angle and I didn't notice that I couldn't reach the cupboard. Um, and so when I actually stood up straight, I think I think some I think my hubby must have called me or something. I don't know. And I turned and I tried to lift my arm up and it just didn't happen. And it was a real revelation that holy shit, I can't lift my arm up above my head straight because it hurts and it just doesn't go there anymore. Um, and as a physio, we spend all day hunched over working on people below us. So the need to actually stretch and reach above head at, you know, high reach, like you would do sort of from a, if you were like in basketball or netball blocking, we just don't need to do that in everyday life unless, you know, you work on overhead ceilings or something like that. So I really honestly believe that posture does 
play a big influence in how we stand and how we move and can be a massive contributor to pain. I don't care what the evidence says. In my personal experience, it, it causes pain. And you can have 20 people who look absolutely the same and only a couple of them have pain and you can have 20 people that look exactly the same and only a couple of them are pain free i think you know our different sample sizes can you know random controlled trials and things like that whatever whatever it is at the end of the day it's up to us as clinicians and it's up to me as a physio to treat what presents in front of me and if somebody presents in front of me with what I think is an issue because their tissues are tight and their pecs are tight and that's causing a shoulder impingement because they can't lift their arm up without pain and that shoulder impingement is actually causing a rotator cuff problem I'm not going to say look hey mate don't want to treat your posture because that's it can't possibly have happened from your posture. Of course it's freaking happened from his posture because his pecs have been pulling his shoulder blade forward and the only reason that they've got tight is because he sits curled up in a ball. Now, if everyone has a lordotic curve of a set, a set quota, X, Y, and Z, are half of them gonna be sore or not? I don't really care, to be honest. At the end of the day, I wanna know what is causing this person who's come to see me pain. And what, in my professional opinion, is my best management plan forward for that person in front of me to get better? And if it means giving them posture advice, I'll give it. If it means that, you know, they need to do releases, I'll release them. If it means that they need mobilizations, I'll mobilize them. If they need to be strengthened, I'll strengthen them. That is why we're physios at the end of the day. And that is why we have got a degree that is fabulous in that we've been given a massive toolkit that toolkit is for us to use and make the best use of and because of a bit of paper from a controlled trial or a you know bit of evidence says this am I going to change my treatment method if I think that's the best thing for the client no um, you know because somebody says like you know X, Y, and Z, if you, if you do this, it gets fantastic results. And if I don't believe in that and I haven't had results from it because it doesn't work for me, I'm not gonna, I might give it another shot and just say, you know what, everyone else says it works, I'll have another go. However, like from my 25 plus years in the business, if I honestly believe that somebody needs to get better with some posture work, I will give them posture work. Um, and like I said, it's a good job that you didn't listen to me this afternoon when I was absolutely off my head because I just ranted and, <laughs> and vented and said, I don't believe that, you know, we can make these harsh, brazen statements um, because the comment was that everybody on the internet is saying we need to address posture because posture is causing pain. And you know what? In some cases it does. So in some cases, we just need to suck it up and go, you know what, this person has pain. I can't see anything wrong. They haven't had a trauma. They haven't had this. However, they sit like this all day and it's caused these muscles to get tight. And because they're tight, when they lift their arm up, it hurts. Oh, you know, that's a posture problem. Is it a posture problem or is it a, you know, shoulder impingement? Well, it's a shoulder impingement problem that we need to treat and we can get the shoulder impingement correct. However, it's gonna come back unless we change how they sit. So that's my take on it. If you come to my clinic, that's what I do. 
I don't just go, yep, you've got a rotator cuff issue, mate. Let's manage that and go away. I'll go, you've got a rotator cuff issue, mate. And you don't really know why, but at the moment I can see that if you don't change your posture, it's going to keep hitting the top of your um, shoulder blade when you lift your arm up. And we need to change that so that it clears it well. And that is what we need to address because otherwise you're not going to get your lasting results. You know you can get pain-free, but it's not going to stay pain-free. So my take on posture, freaking important. Um, do we need to change posture in the world? Hell yes. Is it, you know, is it a passing fad? You know what, I, I take people who stand up right and look like they command authority with a bit more respect for their authority. I find it very, very hard to pay attention to people who stand there and they're slouched and, you know, they're not bothering to make an impression of themselves because then I think, you know what, I can't take you seriously because you're slouchy and um, I don't know if I want to listen to you because you're slouchy because all I'm looking at is how poor your posture is and you're not striking me as somebody who stands well and talks well at the end of the day the people that stand upright talk upright and you know stand appear a lot more confident and what we want to listen to and see is people who appear confident because then we're going to believe them and if you're if you're trying to teach me something or present something to me and you're just slouched and meek and that's a very very blase statement so please don't take offense but you get where I'm coming from the people who command an audience so you know if you walked into the room you would spot apart from the fact he's a hunk you would spot Thor I can't remember his name now bloody hell anyway the actor who plays Thor you, <laughs> you would um, you would see him a mile off and you would be drawn to him apart from the fact he looks like a hunk he actually stands really well so that's my point. Posture creates impressions and you want to create a good impression. If you had good posture, you're going to have a good impression. And um, Helmsworth, I had to go through Miley Cyrus to get Liam Helmsworth, to get Chris Hemsworth. So there you go, Chris Hemsworth. He, <laughs> that's how my mind works. Miley, Liam, Chris. So he commands attention apart from his looks and his stature because he stands well and he has great posture so there you go posture is important not only to keep your pain free but also to convey confidence and authority and anything else that you feel goes along with it rant over work on your posture please if you are doing any presentations stand up straight doesn't have to be stand up straight shoulders back just stand up straight and stand up as tall as you can because you will create a far better impression take care thanks for listening